all over the state of California, we are in a veterinary crisis. We're talking crowded shelters, overwhelming caseloads, and a shortage of doctors. How a new East Bay facility is helping to fight the state's pet care crisis. And from cell blocks to conference rooms, the new program aiming to help the formerly incarcerated find a place in the tech world. What's actually happening in practice is something you have to experience. And if you don't experience it, you're going to think what's in black and white is perfect. No one's going to correct it. Well, we're here to correct it. And January's mass shootings exposed horrific living conditions for Half Moon Bay farm workers. How county officials are promising to take action. This is CBS News Bay Area with Juliet Goodrich. Good evening. Thanks for joining. You know, for months, animal shelters across the Bay Area have been packed to capacity from strays found on the street or owners returning pets because they're struggling due to the rising costs of rent, food and everything else. Well, the Tri-Valley just opened a much needed resource that will save the lives of thousands of animals. Valley Humane Society in Pleasanton opened its long awaited Phil Schultz Veterinary Surgery Center. So the focus will be on high volume spaying and neutering. The surgery center will be able to accommodate up to 140 surgeries per week that will significantly support adoption and pet overpopulation efforts. Currently, pet caseloads outnumber the number of vets who can take them in. Right now, we can wait two months to get a dental on a dog. And so what you're think, seeing is you go to these public shelters and all the cages are full. If we don't have accessible spay and neuter surgeries, we can't move animals out of shelters, which then leads to impacted shelters, more euthanasia due to space. He wouldn't be here right now. He would have already been euthanized. The surgery center is still asking for community support in the final stages. They're $150,000 short of the more than $1.9 million needed to bring the project to fruition. But let's talk about the bigger picture. Besides pet overpopulation, there's another growing crisis. There are fewer and fewer vets now to handle caseloads, and it's a nationwide problem. So I spent some time with one East Bay vet who works at the new surgery center to get a sense of her challenging work. They're so cold right now, so I'm going to put you back in. But she looks good. She's recovering well. Dr. Watanabe has been a veterinarian for close to 20 years. There is a highly emotional aspect to taking care of animals. She says pets are like family. And just think about it. Her job at times is to keep someone's fragile family member alive. So it can be very taxing. Um, does that take a toll on you sometimes? It, it does. It really does. I think vets are the hardest on themselves, you know. Um, we are very hard on ourselves because we kind of strive for perfection. And I think that contributes to a lot of things. The pandemic also added to the stress with so many people buying pets, adopting pets, even breeding pets. Each vet took on a bigger caseload. You ready this to is home? River. He's like, I can't the best see. Boy More caseloads, not enough vets to handle the caseloads, an animal backlog, and a veterinarian shortage. All over the state of California, we are in a veterinary crisis. Melanie Sadik is executive director of the Valley Humane Society. You've got this like crazy influx of animals and there's just literally not enough veterinarians to supply all the needed services. Dr. Watanabe will be handling 30 to 40 spays a day and other surgeries. Dr. Watanabe says no doubt her job is stressful, but she says this new surgery center 
gives her hope for more animals to get treated to then enter their forever homes. We try to get them in as soon as possible to get spayed and neutered because this is their last stop before they can go to their forever home. I think Florence may have an adoption appointment coming up. A bright spot to her day and reason she does what she keeps doing. They do love it. And the Phil Schultz Surgery Center was named in honor of Phil Schultz, a Pleasanton resident and Valley Humane Society supporter who lost his life in 2014, rescuing another man from the Santa Clara rail tracks during his commute home. So Schultz colleagues at NVIDIA raised more than a third of the total funding for this surgery center. For more information on how to support the project, you can go to our website or go to valleyhumane.org surgery center. All right, on to other news, San Francisco-based Twilio says it will cut 17% of its workforce and close some offices. That's according to a filing with the Securities and Exchange Commission. So the software firm laid off 11% of its employees back in September. We've been seeing these massive layoffs for months, and it seems like it's only getting worse in 2023. We're only a month and a half into the new year, and so far more than 103,000 103,000 tech workers have been laid off. Now, that's according to data compiled by layoffs.fyi. Nearly 39,000 of those layoffs alone are in the Bay Area. That includes companies like Google, Yahoo, Zoom, PayPal, and Salesforce. Recently laid off tech workers aren't the only ones looking for jobs. Every year, 30,000 people are released from jails and prisons in California. More than half of them will end up back behind bars. John Ramos shows us a new program in Oakland that aims to break that cycle using lived experience. When people are released from prison, they face a choice of paths, whether to reoffend or start a new life. And it is the environment that they are released into that can make all the difference. Yeah, this is this is one of the bedrooms. Lamar Sims tours the brand new building he will soon call home. He was released from prison after more than 30 years, but was accepted into an innovative program because of the hard work he put in to change his life while behind bars. So now that I'm out here and I'm part of this program, I feel that everything I did, I, I succeeded in it. The opening of the new facility in Oakland also signals a new approach to dealing with those being released from jail. The Ready for Life reentry program will be operated by a nonprofit called CROP and will feature psychological counseling, job training and placement, a $1,000 per month stipend, and perhaps most important of all, 12 months of housing at the complex. CROP's director, Tara Lawyer Harper, understands the weaknesses of the current system because she was once incarcerated herself. Many laws in California are written in black and white and they look great on paper. But what's actually happening in practice is something you have to experience. And if you don't experience it, you're gonna think what's in black and white is perfect. No one's gonna correct it. Well, we're here to correct it. The nearly $30 million in funding came from philanthropic and workforce development organizations under the Rework the Bay initiative. But the program itself is being designed and operated by formerly incarcerated people like Brianna Rogers. The thing is, with organizations like CROP, it gives you an opportunity and the space to rewrite yourself into history. It gives you the supportive services that are needed as a formerly incarcerated person to come back into society with, with power, with feeling empowered, right? Luis Miguel Bermudez is a graduate of the Ready for Life program and says ex-cons all face the same tough question. It's either do I keep doing the same stuff that I've been doing my whole life? or do I completely change every aspect of my being and operate in a different way? 
Lamar says he's ready to make that change and as one of the first to use the new facility, feels a sense of responsibility to make it happen. I'm going to determine the success of this program. And so this program has the ability and the power to change the narrative on how we rehabilitate people coming out of prison. Hell yeah, I want to be a part of that. I'd be foolish not to. What? The old ways of dropping ex-cons off on the street and expecting them to change has proven to be a failure. The world, I'm here. I'm back. Success may require that we listen to those who have been down that path before. Now, the new facility can support more than 200 formerly incarcerated individuals. The program also partners with Google to provide job training and placement within the tech community. San Francisco Mayor London Breed and State Senator Scott Weiner are leading a new push to expedite how affordable housing gets approved and built across California. Their proposal would actually expand on a law that took effect five years ago. Under Senator Weiner's SB 35, developers proposed to build 18,000 housing units between 2018 and 2019 and 2021, that is. And according to preliminary data from UC Berkeley, more than 11,000 were approved. 2,000 homes have already been built in San Francisco. Mayor London Breed and State Senator Scott Weiner say they are determined to expedite the process for construction of homes that people with lower incomes can afford. Senator Weiner says that measure has streamlined approvals for thousands of homes. The thousands of homes already built were under a permitting process that takes just three to six months. It's very simple. If you meet all the rules, if you meet the zoning and the setbacks and the designs and everything else, you, you get your permit without a hyper-politicized, chaotic uh, process that could take years uh, and lead to litigation. So the potential for SB 35 to create more housing comes as the state is setting higher targets for cities. San Francisco plans to build 82,000 housing units now until 2031. San Mateo County launching a task force committed to improving farm workers' living conditions. In fact, the team will enforce local and health and safety regulations for employers providing housing for farm workers and also their families. This comes after the January mass shooting in Half Moon Bay revealed that many farms are just dodging the rules. Under local regulations, farm operators are required to obtain permits from the county if they provide housing for five or more workers. Tomorrow, in a separate move, the county will vote whether to commit $750,000 toward housing workers and families displaced by the tragedy.